This is the Winner's Take with host Nelson Rowdy Raisbeck and professional sports handicapper Dave Esler. Welcome into Winner's Take. I'll be your host as always, Nelson Rowdy Raisbeck. And I'm joined by, as always, Dave Esler, our professional gambler. You want to find some of Dave's picks, it's at uh, pregame.com. You want to find him on Twitter, it's at Dave underscore Esler. You want to find me on Twitter, it's at Rowdy underscore Raisbeck. So, Dave, we're back. Let's recap last week here very quickly. So, our Friday pod for April 7th, we ended up finishing 3-1 and one in our podcast bets. Now, for the season, we are very close to even. We are about a unit uh, in the red here, Dave. But you know what? It's early baseball season. They play 162 games. It's a six-month season, and uh, we're getting hot. Yeah, I mean, you know what, Nelson? You know, you were saying down a unit, and I don't ever like to hear down. But as you were talking, I was thinking about um, how difficult it is to bet on tomorrow's games today before today's games are even played, not knowing things that might affect it and whatnot. And I, I think if I could go through the whole six-month season and break even doing that, I'd probably be pretty happy. Well, Dave, to your point, one of the games which we won on Friday – we gave out a number that was actually a run higher even than what the total ended up being, and it's still one. But just in general, if you had you know, a, an extra run of closing line value in baseball, that makes or breaks an entire not only week but season. Yeah, it does if you do that over the course of time. And I think we alluded to that last week at some point in time where you know getting the best number is – you know, it's it's not the be all end all, but it's pretty paramount because over the course of, you know, 162 games, it doesn't take too many wins and losses to to sway a winning percentage or adjust a bankroll. So yeah, there's a fine line between winning and losing, and if you got the best number, you're going to win more often than not. Now let's jump right into some of the Major League Baseball games. Now again, uh, we're recording this on Monday, April 10th. These will be for the Tuesday, April 11th games. First game I want to look at, San Diego Padres at the New York Mets. Currently the lines in this one, you have the New York Mets and San Diego Padres very closely lined, roughly minus 110 for both sides, total currently at 8.5. Yeah, I mean, part of me wonders if Weathers outkicked his coverage at home last week against the Diamondbacks. And part of me wonders if we're finally going to see a, uh, you know, a top prospect of a few years ago pitch to his ceiling. I mean, I don't know what to think. Um, I know I don't trust the Padres bullpen. I mean, they've got a whip of over one and a half with three blown saves already. But, you know, they're coming off a 3-1 series win in Atlanta. And as a team, the Padres have only allowed two home runs the last five games. So maybe they're making the turn. And, you know, the Mets haven't seen weather, so the inclination here – is to bet the Padres for the first five and hope we get Weathers upside. Um, I say that because, you know, Peterson hasn't looked elite. You know, he was he was hit, as you guys know, by the Brewers in his last outing. And in his first start, he only allowed, I think, one run, but he allowed eight hits and five innings to the fish. And, you know, I can't trust the Mets pen any more than I want to trust the, the Padres. So I think a full game bet here is out of the question. Um, but given that both pens suck right now and both starters do have downsides, I, I like the over – and I like the Padres' first five, and 
I, you know, I'll confirm that once I see the umpires for Monday. So I'll know who's behind the plate uh, because it does matter. But that's my take on the Mets-Padres game, buddy. Well, Dave, you said that I believe it was our last podcast where you wanted to have at least one bet go head-to-head every podcast just for the fun of it. Now, I'm going to brag here. My side won. But I'm going to start this podcast by going head-to-head with you. I looked at this game. I I kind of like the first five under or potentially the entire game under the eight and a half. And the reason why is you kind of mentioned it. Ryan Weathers, son of David Weathers, former big leaguer. Uh, this is a guy that had a lot of hype. He came in and pitched pretty well a couple years ago. Now he has had some rocky starts, but he was an extremely young pitcher, you know, a couple of years ago. On the flip side, Peterson for the Mets. I mean, this is a guy with good stuff, but you said it. Neither of these guys has really seen the other team. They're younger guys with some good stuff, but uh, haven't been super consistent in their big league careers. Both of these teams just bullpen hitting wise they haven't been very you know consistent either uh you look at the Mets versus left because both these guys are lefties you look at the Mets and Padres versus lefties I mean they're both kind of middle of the road teams and neither one is really scoring a ton of runs so far early in the season and I think uh the Padres bullpen it does have some upside to get better now is it going to be for this game particularly? Who knows? But I, I don't know. I think with the lack of familiarity and the both teams kind of struggling to score or playing great baseball right now, I think I would lean to the first five under or the, the game total under eight and a half. Yeah, I can see your point. Um, I guess I'm betting that we're going to get a, uh, a the Peterson we've been seeing and, and the upside of weathers probably. Uh, but, you know, to your point about left-handers, it's funny that I, I can't wait till we get another month or so of, of stats because for me, uh, the splits are relatively meaningless in such a small sample size, unless, of course, they've got a history from last year and relatively the same team this year. But, yeah, I mean, I could I could argue the other side if I had to. I just chose not to. So, Dave, I'm, I'm glad you brought up kind of the lack of information because if you're talking about baseball, Major League Baseball – stats is what and analytics is what everything in baseball relies around i mean that's that's your like you know who's the all-time home run leader who has the most wins yada 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 it's all about stats in major league baseball and to your point when you're early in a season for kind of the the novice better out there do you go off of hey here's 10 days worth of 2023 stats or do you look and use more of the 2022 stats and say well this cardinals team really didn't add a ton and they were great against lefties last year. Or, you know, you can't really rely much on, you know, insert this team like a Pittsburgh Pirate team because it's it's such a completely different roster. Those stats are meaningless. Do you kind of do that by a case-by-case basis? Um, yeah, I, I mean, you have to. And I think that, I mean, right now the splits really mean nothing to me. I mean, I look at them and, you know, if there's something glaring maybe, but, you know, there's not going to be anything glaring this early in the season. And, you know, I don't agree that it's all about stats. I mean, there's still intangibles. It's a human human game. You know, people make errors. You know, people throw wild pitches at the most inopportune time. Um, we have a pitch clock. We have a batter going all the time out. So there's a lot of things that we really, I just don't think, still know yet. But, you know, we will going forward. And, you know, there's situational things like, you know, I always like to look at betting against a team in their first game back from a, a long road trip. That's an angle that 
you know, kind of gets me started looking down the rabbit hole at some of these games because these guys are 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 family guys too. I mean, a lot of them have have wives and a kid or two, and you know, they're gone for ten days, you know, playing around in in Los Angeles and Arizona and whatnot, and then all of a sudden they come back to Milwaukee, and you know, the wife's bitching and the kids are screaming, and they got to play baseball the next afternoon. And that's not always a good combination, but you know, yes, to your point. A lot of it is analytics, but not all of it. I think that's why maybe some of uh, the front offices in baseball will tell you that Derek Jeter did it right. Didn't get married or have kids until he was done playing. Well, I, you know, I can't argue that he didn't have too many. Um, he didn't have too many uh, downtimes, I guess, for lack of a better word, in his career. So, yeah, I mean, good point. Now, so our very first uh, game here. San Diego Padres taking on the New York Mets. Dave is going with the first half over and potentially the game total over, and I am completely on the other side going with the first half under and potentially the game under. Let's look at our second game here, Dave. Uh, Cruising here through the slate. I'm looking at the Milwaukee Brewers taking on the Arizona Diamondbacks. I mean, currently right now when you look at these lines – you have the Milwaukee Brewers slightly favored by the Diamondbacks, uh, minus 120, and it looks like a total of eight. Corbin Burns on the hill for the Brewers, and you got uh, Merrill Kelly on the mound for the Diamondbacks. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to admit that I did a bit of a double take when I saw Milwaukee and Burns only minus 120 at the opener. I mean, I I suspect that that will probably go up a little bit based on Burns' history, but you know, with that, the books are already discounting Burns for the two rough starts. I mean, that's that's a low number. Um, so they're making Arizona a little bit less attractive. Um, so to me, you know, the Brewers are either a gift or the Trojan horse. I mean, you know, we know we can trust the bullpen, which means any Brewers bet would be full game as opposed to first five. You know, on the other hand, um, the Arizona bullpen has been respectable, but certainly a step behind the Brewers. I mean, they've been lights out. So any Arizona bet has to be first five, but you know, which one is right. You know, an Arizona first five means putting all your eggs in one basket with Kelly. I mean, he looked pretty solid in his first game against the Dodgers, uh, but he was hit hard second game against the Dodgers, which for me is totally expected. I mean, it goes to what we said about adjustments last week. Um, A, it's a team that knows him. B, it's a team that just saw him. Uh, So, I mean, that's going to happen over the course of the year. And, you know, Arizona just took three or four from the Dodgers in what was their opening home series while the Brewers haven't been on the road since that first series. And that on the road was really a bus ride to Chicago. So, you know, I think I would ride their momentum Arizona has barring anything out of the ordinary tonight. Um, only because I'm betting that it's a Trojan horse and and not a gift. See Dave, when, it, when I, you sent me this game and I started looking through it, that was the exact thing that I thought of. When I saw Corbin Burns, minus 120, Brewers just a slight favorite, I go, in what world would the Brewers have been minus 120 in the same situation, uh, you know, in 2022, 2021, or even, hell, 2020, with how Corbin Burns is pitched? And I thought of you and said, this has to be either a gift or it, it it's a terrible line for this. So I, I – I dug into the game a little bit more. The play I actually came up with, and it's I'm like that we're arguing here. I think this is what podcast three for us, Dave. And now we're finally starting to to argue and and have opposite sides on games. 
I actually looked at the Diamondbacks on the run line in this game. Reason being is Corbin Burns has been, you know, pretty shoddy so far. There was rumblings this offseason about him in the front office not getting along. Obviously, the, uh, you know, the money situation for Corbin Burns isn't what he wants. Uh, But then on the flip side, you mentioned the Brewers bullpen and how good it's been the first 10 games. They haven't really been in a lot of pressure pack situations because the offense has been so good this year. And this was a bullpen that a lot of us Brewer fans thought was going to be a huge question mark. And I think kind of like young hitters, these young pitchers that don't have a ton of major league experience, no one's got a book on them yet. I think that, you know, this is a, a bullpen that's going to falter sometime. Now, will they be a terrible bullpen? No, I think they'll still be at least middle of the road, but I think they're they're going to come back to reality. And then on the same time, Merrill Kelly historically has been pretty tough at home and pretty tough against the Brewers. You know, their their bullpen's middle of the road in general for the Diamondbacks. You know, I think I kind of like the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks on the run line. So I guess in theory, we're both on the same side here. Yeah, we're both on the Diamondbacks because you you were uh, looking at it as this was a a gift or it yeah. was just an absolute yeah. loss, and you you didn't want to you thought it'd be more of a loss and didn't want to mess with the the Burns minus one twenty. Yeah, so we don't get to argue on this one. <laughs> just different ways to get to the same, I guess, conclusion. Okay, fair enough. Now I mean, I'm I'm glad we agree. That means I'm going to about half my mortgage on it. Yeah, well. Don't don't get pissed at me when you lose half your house. Why not? That was I, can be, I can be easily swayed. You know that. I feel like you can't be, though. Um, You know, it's funny that you should mention that because I honestly can be if I listen to too much of the noise, um, i.e. I have ESPN on in the background or I'm listening to, you know, Colin or what have you. And they might say something that's contrary to my belief system about a particular game. And I might, I might like talk myself out of a winner. And so I really don't listen to, or, uh, you know, look at my Twitter timeline or any of that stuff until I've pretty much got my mind made up that it's either, you know, in this case, the diamondbacks are passed. So um, I, I, it's, it is hard to, um, distract me because there's nothing worse in betting than you know um, flipping sides and losing. I mean that's just that that will mess with my head far more than any other um, meltdown you might have in a game. See, I'm glad you brought up the, you know the outside noise and like maybe if someone keeps harping on you and saying, "Hey, this is why I like this team X, Y, and Z," you know you have uh, changed your mind and flipped here and there. Now, I want to ask you this because, you know, you see people out on Twitter giving picks and, you know, this guy says he's a professional and and does this and sells a pick here. I swear I still see some of these people, whether they work for like a FanDuel or, you know, some other type of betting site. I swear I find some of them that I don't think they give out winners. I think they only give out losers. Yeah, well, when you're on Twitter or behind the keyboard, you can create whatever image you want. And they do a good job at creating an image that they uh, hit this astronomical, unattainable uh, winning percentage. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. I mean, you know, even the guys that have 
you know, a ton of Twitter followers, they um, they give out free picks on the on Twitter on the internet, and there's a lot of people that you know bet like twenty five bucks that that don't know any better, and they also can't afford to buy picks. So you know, needless to say, there's a a leftover market of of uneducated betters, and that's what I hope we can sort of maybe quell some of that with this podcast over time or whatever it turns into, because that's a big, um, that's a big hot poker up my ass, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, the, the, the person I was referencing isn't uh, one of your favorites, but it's a, it's another one of uh, someone that probably is up there on your list. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. You know me. Uh, well, let's get back into trying to help some of the, the folks out there win some games. Let's look at our third game here in major league baseball. Again, uh, I'm talking with Dave Essler here, professional sports handicapper. You can find his stuff at pregame.com. Also find him on Twitter at Dave underscore Essler. You want to find me, it's at Rowdy underscore Razor. Dave, third third game here. Look at the Los Angeles Dodgers on the road taking on the San Francisco Giants. Right now, the Dodgers, it looks like, favored about a bucks, minus about a buck 60. And the total looks like it's right around seven and a half with some juice to the over. Uh, what are you looking at for this game? You know, it's funny that when I, you know, I have these sort of auto things in my brain, and I almost auto bet the Giants, believe it or not. For for several years, the only time you could get value fading the Dodgers was against left-handed pitching, and it was, you know, it's pretty stark when they when they got beat or or got a one-run game, you know, late. It was almost always against a left-handed pitcher. Um, but that would be betting without due diligence, and, and you know we just don't do that. Um, what I do know is that for as good as May is and has been again this year, I mean, the Dodgers bet has to be a first five uh, because their bullpen has been bad and even worse on the road with a, an ERA over seven. I mean, that's, that's just not something you want your money behind. I know it's a small sample size, but it's an egregious number. Uh, by the same token, the Giants' pen has been equally horrid so you'd think over, but I can't uh, I can't do that with May. Um, so, you know, I know Wood has an upside, but betting on Alex Wood be betting on him to uh, be due for a great start. But I don't bet on the due theory, if you will. And, you know, so Arizona's kind of off the table. I think what's on the table here, Rowdy, is the Dodgers' first five. I mean, it opened at DraftKings at minus 145. Um, and then you say it's now it's up to 160, which doesn't surprise me. I I figured that would go up, I, but I think uh, the first five, which isn't out yet, would well, yeah, probably be around 180 or so, but I, I still don't see how the Arizona plates any runs, so the Dodgers might only need one against May. So uh, first five for me, once all the dust settles and the books have numbers, you know, I'll take my default position and take the Dodgers minus a half a run for the first five because that shouldn't be that expensive. Well, maybe we aren't as far apart as maybe I originally thought to start this uh, podcast because I, I actually didn't have a super strong feel on this game, but I had two that kind of came to my mind. The first thing when I looked at this, was it was kind of the same thing. It was, hey, San Francisco, they can hit lefties. You know, the Dodgers, they're not necessarily great at against lefties, but it is a potent offense, and if it gets hot, it can get hot. And let's not act like Alex Wood is the Alex Wood of old that's you know, pitched for the Dodgers. This is uh, an aging Alex Wood. Uh, like you said, both bullpens haven't been great this year. 
I instantly kind of looked at the over seven and a half because I thought it was kind of a low total. And then the second bet that I kind of came to the conclusion was I would lean to the over and then it was actually the Dodgers run line because what you said, when Dustin May is healthy, he is is really, really good. And he hasn't been healthy and San Francisco hasn't seen a ton of him, even though they're inner division and Wood used to pitch for the Dodgers. Some of these guys were still with the Dodgers when he was on their team. And then on the flip side, he's been around, you know, Cincinnati, now San Francisco. That's NL. That's, you know, NL West. They've seen plenty of them. I lean to the over and I lean to the Dodgers run line. Yeah, I totally get it. I, I'm not sure I agree with you for the, with the over. Um, I would do that full game more than I would first five because, again, I don't see Arizona getting anything off of, of Dustin May for the first five. So um, if I'm going to bet the over, I'm definitely agreeing with you and taking the full game because both bullpens are, are not great. But, you know, if May goes seven or eight innings, which he's prone to do, and that would be relying on the Dodgers to get them all, which they certainly could. Um, but I, when I bet it over, I like to be able to have both teams contribute and I'm not sure I can get there with this one. All right. So it, it seems like both of us, we, we might have some leans in this game, but no super solid play, I guess. Uh, I would super solid play the Dodgers um, run line for sure. Okay. So so you are on the run line. That was one of my leans. So we'll go with the Dodgers run line there. Uh, let's look at the fourth game for the slate. Uh, the fourth game we got here, it's actually going to be the Chicago White Sox taking on the Minnesota Twins. Now the pitching matchup in this one is going to be Lance Lynn versus Pablo Lopez. And then uh, currently the Twins are favored about a buck, minus a buck 30. And it looks like the total here is about seven and a half. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what to make of Minnesota yet. I mean, they sweep the Royals. And, you know, I wondered how much of that was Kansas City being offensively challenged. And they lose two at Miami. Uh, and Miami's a decent team, actually, so they're not great, but they're not what they used to be. So I'm thinking maybe the Twins are overvalued. And then, of course, they take two or three from Houston, uh, but then Houston isn't what they were. Uh, but Houston's still being priced as they are, which they're not. So all in, all in all, I would say the Twins might be a little overrated at this point, but what they do have Tuesday is Pablo Lopez, and he was beast mode in Miami, and he'll be beast mode more so in the AL where – Nobody has seen him. I mean, the, the, the Twins' pen has been what I'd call decent, uh, or at least they haven't blown any saves yet. On the other hand, Lance Lynn's one of those guys I almost never get right. I mean, I almost cringe when I look at a game he's pitching and I have to handicap it. You know, he's looked a little vulnerable in his two starts this season, uh, which means I can't bet on him, which history says I probably should. Uh, I probably would if the White Sox pen hadn't been the worst in baseball this season. You know, I did see the Twins. I think they only opened minus 130 at DraftKings. And to be honest, I would bet that right now uh, because I know that number is only going to go up. Um, I would take Lopez first five without a doubt, uh, probably past that total. You know, it just looks way too easy to take the over. Um, and we we don't know how the seemingly two – oh, we do know how the the almost seemingly too easy ones go. You know, I go back to, uh, to Burns and the Brewers, so – like, you know, hey, wait a minute. And, of course, when I bet totals, I would prefer to know who's behind the plate, which we'll know tonight when we see who the umps are for the first game in this series. So if I'm making a bet on this game, um, it is the Twins for the first five innings 
I like that. We'll we'll even make that official, Roddy. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna take the Twins in the first five innings. Now, maybe I was mistaken when I said that. Uh, you know, we're starting this pod off disagreeing on the first game. You know, maybe we're gonna have a lot of disagreement. I looked at all the games you sent me. Minnesota minus one thirty was my absolute favorite. That was gonna be my best bet for the podcast. Uh, it's exactly what you said. I mean, Pablo Lopez was was a great home pitcher when you look at his splits. Now he's in the AL for Minnesota, and it's not like this White Sox team has been a you know a huge hitting team not only this year but last year they've been pretty disappointing. And to your point about Lance Lynn, this was a guy that a couple of years ago was still quite good, but the last year and change he's been so so and he's starting to get up there as a starting pitcher where you know he's getting into his late 30s is this potentially a year that he fell off the cliff and then you mentioned the bullpen it's literally the worst bullpen in baseball they haven't been good I know at least the twins are at least middle of the road I'm with you the twins offense has enough power this is my favorite bet give me the Minnesota twins on the money line minus 130 yep um, yep, we're in agreement yep. there, so we're either going to be rocker together, my friend. And let's look at the final Major League Baseball game we got here before we talk a little NBA Finals and championship stuff and also maybe uh, dip a little bit into the upcoming NFL draft. So the final game here uh, that we're going to take a look at, it's actually between the Seattle Mariners and it's going to be at the Chicago Cubs and Wrigley now, this one is going to be Chris Flexen on the hill for the Mariners and Hayden Westninski on the mound for the Cubs. Uh, Dave, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, this one will depend a fair bit on what happens tonight or, or, or Monday, if you will. I mean, the Cubs face Castillo Monday, and because they've seen him so much, uh, he's not going to have the same success as he's having against teams in the in the American League. And, you know, in fact... I was digging for some other stuff on Monday's card, and I noticed that every team in the NL Central had a winning record against Castillo. So, you know, there's no way I would I would not uh, take the the uh, the Cubs tonight, actually. Uh, and and anyhow, I digress. I mean, Seattle came into the season with high expectations, and they're under 500 after 10 days. I mean, I know it's just 10 days, but you know, they're still. You know, I, I think that's far less than where they thought they'd be. But I think Flexen's a very underrated pitcher. So, you know, I want to take Seattle, you know, but here we go again. And th- that their bullpen is grossly underperformed. So, you know, I'm back to the Mariners' first five if we're taking the Mariners. You know, and Wisniewski, he's a strikeout pitcher uh, that will give up the long ball. So he, he tends to be feast or famine, you know, and it's, it's tough to make a bet with that much potential variance. But... You know, I gotta, I gotta move off of that one. Uh, but I can't base a game on one game this season that he's pitched either. I mean, he's got a pen behind him that can go either way too. Uh, but lately, they've been going the wrong way. And you know, here's the thing: this is game two of a series, so both teams on Monday night should get a look at the other team's pens, uh, which is actually big. I mean, I've noticed that over the years. You know, the second game of the series when they've seen these guys, especially in the in the uh, interleague games. That tends to matter. So what I what I would think about instinctively there is the over. Um, I don't see a total yet. We don't normally get a total at Wrigley uh, until later. You know, oftentimes it's, it's game day morning uh, because with the small park and wind being such a factor, 
So we won't see a total. I don't know what it is. I don't really even have a projection for it. Um, but, you know, we also know, uh, we will know tomorrow the home plate umpire for the game, which will matter. But I still lean to the over. As far as the side, you know, the Mariners' first five is likely a bet for me, all things considered, barring any BS on Monday night. Well, you know, I didn't have any super strong opinions on this game. Uh, the first thing that I thought of, I actually kind of looked at the under just because Flexen and Wisniewski haven't been seen by the opposing team a ton. I kind of, I also lean with you with the Mariners, whether you want to go full game or the first five, just because uh, Flexen is a proven starting pitcher. Wisniewski is, you know, kind of young. He's had his ups and his downs. Like you said, he either pitches quite well or, or gets clubbed up on. And Flexen has been serviceable. He's been solid. So I, I looked at the under here, and then I leaned towards the Mariners. Yeah, I, I – um, well, so we disagree on the total. and We, we disagree on the, the total. Side. We agree on the side, and I can't take the Mariners for the full game with that bullpen. So you're going to go with the Mariners F5. So I think if I'm looking at some of the picks for some of the folks out there, the one that we both love has got to be Minnesota Twins on the money line, roughly minus 130 as we're recording this Monday afternoon. Yep, I agree. And then what would your second favorite play be? Um, okay, let me look back. Um, let me look back here. Um, scan, 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 scan. Let's see. We uh, Probably the Twins. Twins first five. So our our first, I guess, combined pick will be the Minnesota Twins for the game on the money line. Dave also likes the Twins in the first five. Uh, I think between the games that we gave out, I, I'm going to go with the San Diego New York Mets, and I'm going to go with the under eight and a half was probably going to be my second favorite for the games we broke down and looked at. And that's just basically back to not a ton of familiarity between Peterson and Weathers. Both teams really hasn't been scoring runs the way, you know, you thought the Mets or the Padres would with the lineups they got. And I think the ability for both bullpens to, to get better. So, yeah, I'll go with the I'll go with the under. Uh, let me take that back. I'm going to go with the under in the first five innings, which will roughly be what? Four and a half, five. Give or take. So, yeah, give me the first five under for the Padres and the Mets. Fair enough. Now, I I, I, I'm inclined to agree with you on that one. We disagree on the side, but I'm, I don't know how I bet against you on that, to, on that, uh, on that total. So if we want to give out, want to give out four picks of podcast, what do you think? Uh, Seattle in the first five against the Cubs. Uh, Seattle first five against the Cubs. Yes, probably. Uh, I don't know. No, no, no. I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to, I don't want, yeah, well, what does, let's see, that's tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Seattle and the Cubs. And I'm, I've been looking at that game that they play tonight uh, an awful lot. And I really do think a lot of that um, boils down to, um, you know, what happens tonight. So I've, I've, I've looked at that Seattle game. Yeah, I, I, I'm flexing first five. That's what I'm doing. Taking my flex. All right. So these will be our official plays for the podcast. Dave is going to go with the Minnesota Twins in the first five innings on the money line. 
He's also going to take the Seattle Mariners in the first five innings. And then my two, I'm going to play the San Diego Padres and the New York Mets under uh, in the first five innings. And then I'm also going to play the Minnesota Twins on the money line at minus 130. Hey, I think, you know, this podcast, we had a nice little bit of uh, overlap and we had a little bit of uh, disagreement. Well, I guess that's a good thing because, you know, I don't want you to be on the other side of every one that I bet, you know. I mean, that's just, you know, I would get I would get bad juju for that one. And that way there, one of us is going to look really good and the other one's going to look really bad, you know. Or we're just going to split them all and go move on, you know. <laughs> I'm 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 glad you agree with me on a few of them. Now, Dave, I know you mentioned that you wanted to talk uh, NBA here because the playoffs are we're officially we finished the regular season. Feels like it started forever ago in October, but the NBA season has concluded, and I know there are people out there that might want some like NBA championship odds, maybe some some flyers on that. Uh, so, what are you thinking with some of this NBA chatter? Yeah, I mean, I just right now I'm looking for the eventual champion. I mean, I'm I'm looking at the the series lines coming out now, but uh, I did bet your Bucks to win the NBA championship at plus three ten, and you know, is it a good bet? Well, yes and no because I like it, but I could have had him plus six fifty in October. Uh, so let's not forget that. I mean, but if I look closer, you know, we know the Bucks are going to have home court two out. And they have the best home record in the East. So, you know, that's always a good thing. But, you know, wait, the Bucks also have the best road record in the NBA. And, and that's a big thing. I mean, champions need to win uh, home and on the road and at both ends of the floor. Uh, you know, see UConn in the, in the NCAA. They were third nationally in offense and eighth in defense. You know, you're not going to win a series uh, just outscoring people or just stopping people. And, you know, I think Milwaukee's held their opponents to a, a 43% shooting, which I believe is a league best, uh, and their seventh in points per game scored. So they got both of that covered. You know, obviously they're 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 probably going to have to get by my Celtics. But you know, in last year's playoff, they were beaten early in the playoffs by Boston. Uh, so there's that sort of payback there. And then I think Boston hung like 149 points on them in Milwaukee uh, towards the end of the season. You know, so some might look at that. Okay, the Celtics just match up with them better. You know, I look at it as as Brewer, uh, Brewer Bucks motivation. I mean, motivation to get back to the finals and a championship, which you know they won two years ago, and they got four holdover starters, so they know what they need to do. You know, in the in the West, Phoenix is capable, uh, but KD hasn't won anything without uh, Steph Curry, uh, and Denver's another one that could get there, and they've never won even a conference title, which means this is also above their pay grade. So I like the Bucks to win the whole thing, buddy. So just want to kind of pick your brain here. Uh, you know, you like the Bucks. The Celtics do feel like the one team that could potentially knock the Bucks off in the East. But I look at the West, I don't I don't see a team that I think really has a shot at winning the West. I think it's going to be Milwaukee or Boston for me feel like the two favorites. Is this a situation where you might take a future slip on both teams? Um, you know, I, I, I seriously thought about that. So that's a good way of thinking, uh, because you got you know, they're, they're roughly the same odds. So you'd have one of them, uh, in the NBA finals. I mean, it depends. It's a personal choice. It depends on your, your risk reward comfort level, if you will. Um, I don't think that's a bad bet, but 
I think, you know, if I were going to do that, um, you could hedge game by game uh, if and when the two play each other, provided the 76ers doesn't knock one of them off first. I mean, that's the only other team that really probably has potential. Yeah, and there that's something we could get into for, you know, another podcast where you talk about maybe it would be worth it more to bet the Bucks, you know, series by series or game by game than it would yeah. to future, uh, you know, take a bet on the Celtics or take a future bet on the Bucks. But that's something we can get into. I know for future podcasts, you also want to kind of dive into the NFL draft. And maybe we'll talk about that next week. You know, give me an extra week to start to dive into more of it. We can kind of, uh, again, talk about uh, future upcoming stuff, not only give you some MLB picks where we we break down the the MLB slate, but again, uh, I want to thank everyone for listening and let's win some money. The Winner's Take is your podcast for everything gambling at MadCitySportsZone.com. In the Zone app or wherever you get your podcasts, listen, rate, subscribe.